You're listening to episode number 290 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So now that we're living in Vegas for the first time, I'm actually taking advantage of uh, the the proximity, and I bet on like 15 different prop bets for the Super Bowl. <laughs> All kind of stupid shit, like who's going to win the the coin toss and. But he made he made the mistake of reading off to me the bets that he was going to do and what he was you know which way he was going to bet and I'm like really you're going to do that because well, I he was like. Well, now, well, because now I'm I guessing. I haven't been watching football all year. So it, to me, this is just like a fun thing. Like, oh, I've always wanted to bet on stupid shit like that. And, and I'm like, oh, and then I bet on this. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. They, 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 don't, they don't start fast. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, let me fix that. Because <laughs> <laughs> one of us has been watching know, football right? all season. Someone has, someone has some knowledge. All right, so I alluded to it on Twitter. And I don't want to get into the weeds about this. But some people have, I think, have kind of picked up on it. That I have not been as uh, as Johnny on the spot with some of the stuff that's going on in Vegas, and the FHEs haven't been uh, activity in Twitter. So you've you've been getting a lot you've, of bonus you've been a content. Little quiet, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we haven't mentioned this because honestly, we don't know what the problem is yet. But the reason for all of this is over the last month, I've been dealing with some pretty. Is life threatening? No, affair? but pretty, pretty significant. I mean, pretty, yeah. They're not life threatening. I think they've been life altering, life interrupting, life interrupting. That's yeah. a good word. Well, but when you mix in my mental state, you uh, <laughs> then it becomes no, life threatening. That, that was, yeah, <laughs> that was the first part of it. We got through that. Anyway, so I've been dealing with some pretty significant medical issues that I, I like. I'm literally on FMLA right now. I'm cranked full of muscle relaxers and steroids and. Um, Anti-seizure medications. Yeah, I've had uh, <laughs> MRIs. I've had where they fucking electrocute me to see how my fucking nerves and muscles respond to shit. I, I started having tremors in my legs. Like, uh, I, actually, now that we've been able to trace it back a few years ago, but um, they really started firing up a little more than well, a month ago. Well, and and before they were uh, 
alcohol is what encouraged them. And we thought that it had something to do with the depression medication or the anxiety medication I was on, which is why I basically quit drinking other than like Vegas vacations and shit like that. And they just started for no reason. Like I wasn't drinking, they just started. And then they started to get more intense and then more intense to the point where, no exaggeration, I look similar to Michael J. Fox. Like I was just, I, I, I was out of control. And uh, we went through all this shit, and we're figuring it out. Um, all the tests have been done, and we got follow-ups next week to see what's going on. And hopefully we're through to the other side. It feels like we are. Things seem to be under control. Um, I, I'm looking to, to finally get back out there. But, yeah, that's it. I, like I said, I don't want to get into the weeds about it. It's some shit. That and I tore my fucking shoulder up. I think we got a pinched nerve or something. It's just a... Like, He's just your collection of a mess yeah, right now. Yeah, I've, I've completely fallen apart. <laughs> I did not read my warranty yeah, before I said yeah, I do. Karen, Karen got totally I can't return you. Up. Yeah. I, I broke just after the warranty. <laughs> yeah. I did that 20-year mark, and all of a sudden, things just start falling right. shit. <laughs> exactly. But, 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 the great thing about this, it's not my fault. I didn't do this. It just happened. Like, like every other accident I've ever had, all the fucking snowboarding, all the other shit that's happened, has been my dumbass fault. Yeah. This is not my fault. This didn't. I didn't do this. I mean, maybe I guess you could argue that by extension, my body started to do this, but I didn't do something that then caused this. I, I'll, right. I'll give you that. <laughs> For once. This was not any one thing that we could point to and said, had you not done that, right. this exactly. wouldn't have occurred. Right. Watch. And then, and watch. And then but wait, I, wait until we get to the doctor. Tuesday, the he's doctor's gonna be like, oh. so are you doing this? Oh, that's the problem. That's totally the problem. God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah. the, the list for listeners at home is is uh, straight lining heroin. So, I mean, yes, that's what's that. <laughs> straight lining heroin again. Yes. Well, there you go. I know. I God damn it. <laughs> Can't I have one vice? Can't I have one? <laughs> but I'm going to be fine. Um, it's not. Let's not make a huge deal out of it. I just people were starting to kind of pick up on it, and they were getting too many bonuses and not shows. And I was, I've already gone over it. Yeah. I, I was. I was. You just needed. You needed to take some time, and we yeah. needed to focus on you. And it's all gonna. It's working itself out, and you'll be back to your normal annoying self here before too long. Yeah. Well, and I'll be the first to concede that while I have known what's been going on all along and I have missed out on the opportunity to just sit down with you guys to podcast, because for listeners at home that don't know, I mean, this is really out. They don't appreciate the amount of time that the three of us talk over Skype before we even hit the record button and how much we speak over Skype after, you know, Mark stops the record button <laughs> that, that we haven't had this interchange and, and, and this exchange that we're talking about right now. But I'll tell you something. I've seen the content. I know the content that you've been putting out while you've been, well, you know, while we've been on a, a little minor hiatus and buddy, I'll tell you what, it never stops uh, just knocking me over with a feather with the, the bonus content you put out there and how, at least for anybody that is a fan of the movie Casino, and I don't know how you can't listen to this podcast <laughs> and not be a giant fan of the movie Casino. Such good stuff. Such outstanding well, Maybe that's what it is, because I don't listen to the podcast. I'm on the podcast, so that's how I can 
not be a huge fan of the movie casino. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, Karen. I, I have to make a concerted effort to block out that she's this re- <laughs> resistant <laughs> to the movie. I just I just try to pretend like I hear things. I hear it, it's like a filter. Like the second it happens, it, it, it's 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 like those kid filters. <laughs> like as soon as something happens, that's. That's gratuitous or whatever. Like, nope, yes. nope. They shut nope. it down. Like, as soon as Karen starts talking about not liking casino, I'm like, I, I don't hear this. I don't. I don't know what that means. Well, I'm glad you finally stopped forcing me to sit down and listen and watch this stuff because I'm like, honey, I am not your target audience. You know that. You're oh. only going to be disappointed by my reaction. The woman that I love, doing the yeah. thing that I was more than likely born to do finds zero interest in in the stuff that really that's the one thing you're gonna there's nothing else cool or redeeming or worthwhile about me that's the one thing that oh i just can't believe i'm gonna divorce her over this you said it (laughs) 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 but uh, no that's awesome it's here's the deal my wife stops talking every time i'm like what sleepless in seattle who cares so Well, actually, I'll tell you what. You know what hurts me, cuts me to the core? My wife wants nothing to do with the movie Goonies. Oh, oh seriously? That's right? Thank you. That is the appropriate response for both of you <laughs> and everybody listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> so, uh, before listen, I, I, we should probably get started in the show. But before we do, I do want to uh, let the listeners at home know that I am currently enjoying a delightful Jefferson's Grand Selection bourbon. It is specifically within the Grand Selection, the Chateau uh, Souterrain. Now, Jason and I did a review of that on on the Vice Lounge podcast, not last week Sunday, but two weeks ago. So if you want to know what what we think of this, but I would be remiss if I did not say, uh, I understand, Mark, why this was not necessarily one of your more favorite bourbons. And I think it's because of the particular uh, Sardinay wine barrel that it was finished in. Uh, It's a weird wine to finish uh, bourbon in. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That being said, he's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. I <laughs> like how I talk about I have health issues and then I go with this one. Yeah, right. Like Cosmopolitan, due to Luxor's unique design, it has been a popular place for people to commit suicide. The most infamous of which was in 1996. A 23-year-old woman climbed over the ledge of the 26th floor of the atrium and jumped, landing near the long line at the buffet at the property, causing her body to, quote, burst. A hazmat team was brought in to clean up the mess as rumors that the jumper had AIDS spread and social ignorance at the time began to cause panic. Luxor offered free counseling sessions with a therapist, a guest who saw the incident. The idea of installing plexiglass on the corridors was entertained to prevent something like this from happening again. However, the fire department informed them that it would violate fire codes as it would trap smoke in the hallways outside guest rooms. Another idea was adding wire screens to catch jumpers, but that idea was eventually nixed as the nets were not only unattractive, they were distracting and gave a haunting reminder of why they were there. I got that from the book Super Casino. One of the things I've been doing um, while dealing with this situation is trying to keep my mind busy so it didn't break. From from what I was dealing with, and uh, I have been rocking some fucking vintage shit, and that's where that came from. You're not kidding. If you thought you had a backlog before, I mean, you you've got a lot more stuff done than you can. Within, now, yeah, so. within the last week, I have completely finished three vintage episodes, and I am currently storyboarding two more that should be finished by the end of the weekend. 
my my interesting question about this is if the um, the plexiglass uh, walls or quarters are a fire hazard because they would trap in the smoke. Yeah. How is a regular hallway in a corridor not a fire hazard? Because doesn't <laughs> it trap in smoke? Right. Uh, yeah. I don't. I can't. I can't Astute help. Astute observation. <laughs> is, uh, I don't know. I mean, or do you drill a few holes in there that are that are big enough to put a finger through, but not a whole body, and just uh, let the air? I. It seems like there's a way around this. I'm glad know. they didn't, though. Well, yeah, so am I. But I'm just like, how? Yeah, it's true. How is one a fire hazard and the other one isn't? That's a great point. <laughs> I'll tell you something. It's um, it, it's been moved, and I if. If I had enough care to do a 30-second search, I could probably find it, but any listener at home can figure this out. My very first trip to Las Vegas, my then-girlfriend at the time, she and I did a haunted Las Vegas tour that started off at the Greek Isles, which is just... It's closed down now with the Greek Isles. Before that was the... um, Oh, gosh. Who was the actor? Who's the mother? Yes, the Debbie Reynolds. I knew exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) And we took that tour, and one of the things that they did is they took us around Las Vegas and, you know, amongst other things, of showing us where Tupac got shot and where uh, Red Fox died. They stopped in front of the Luxor, and they, and they shared a few stories about it. One of the things that they shared was this story, and, and I can at least tell you this much. I don't know what level of veracity there is to it, but they said that it was a prostitute who had contracted HIV mm. and, and and jumped from there. But, but that is the reason why for folks that now know where and have eaten at the buffet at Luxor, they now know it's a p- more a part of the food court than it is the actual casino floor. So that's fascinating to me. Yep. The other thing is whether... Again, I, I, I don't question the veracity of the information. I'm just passing it along. Allegedly, there was a time when you could open up windows or a window was busted out of the Luxor Pyramid. Somebody tried to commit suicide, and the person said, what do you think happens when you jump out of a pyramid? <laughs> they a said, great point. you bet that security was waiting at the bottom of the pyramid mm-hmm. to collect the person to arrest them because all they did was just roll down the side of the pyramid. <laughs> Somebody's got to be on something if you think jumping out of a pyramid is going to result in anything but a fun ride. Right, yeah. So uh, that that's just, I just I, I saw that, I loved it, and I just wanted to contribute uh, the portion that I could to it. Nice. Next up is the Twit Pick of the Week. Come on, man. Seriously? Seriously? At Vegas Photograph just seems to see and think things differently from the rest of us. Rain in the desert is uncommon enough, but mix that with Vegas signage and those that love the city can't whip their phones out fast enough to catch the neon reflections everywhere. But a picture of the stratosphere reflected in drops of water is some next level shit. Reflections in fucking drops of water. As I reflect on this picture, I feel it is a great representation of how my love for this city has evolved since moving here. Similar to how the love for a spouse evolves and grows deeper and more than one can imagine over time, living here has given me the opportunity to move beyond that feeling that I only have five days or however long I'm staying to enjoy the city as much as possible before I have to go home and transitioned into enjoying every single aspect of it I can possibly think of, further deepening my appreciation for it. While I'll never be half the photographer this guy is, I can only hope that I write with the same skewed view. 
<laughs> so I have to admit, when I first looked at this picture, I'm like, I don't see any fucking buildings. <laughs> and then I had to, I was looking at it, what is that? And you zoom in and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, fucking winner. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Nobody else even try. Yeah. I know. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus for like 90 more days. Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Also, also, we're now doing Instagram. We're just going to replace Google Plus with Instagram. I'm just going to post the Twit Pick of the Week on there. I, I finally figured like that would, between the picture and the monologue, I finally figured out how I can use Instagram. So Instagram's a thing now. Okay, well, you have to update your little script there for Tony. I did. That's right. Because uh, how many times have I said I will read whatever you put on the teleprompter? <laughs> and I'm on Burgundy. Yeah, I literally, I literally decided after I gave you this script. That's how quickly that's this has changed. <laughs> All right, kids, let's move into the news. First up, so this has been making some news and some buzz on Twitter people have been wanting to know about. So I think it's time that we talk about what 360 Vegas Vacation 8 over Memorial Day is going to look like. Yeah. So talk to us. All right. It's going to be Sunday through Tuesday, May 26th through the 28th. It will be center strip centric, meaning the most, if not all of the events will be located between Mirage and Cromwell. The details regarding 360 Vegas Vacation are as follows. Sunday, May 26th, we're going to have the meet and greet at 6 p.m. at the Center Bar at Mirage. This is the new bar that used to be where the cage is. Uh, that's, that's where it is. <laughs> 7 If your mind's I can't figure it out, well, then just right. go to hell. <laughs> 7.30 p.m., we're going to have the limo ride to Fremont Street Experience. As always, you'll have to RSVP that at Eventbrite. 9 p.m., we're going to do group gaming, this time at El Cortez. This will be the first time we've featured East East Fremont. I'm excited about it. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Frankly, I always get a hotel room, and and, and this is good you know, advice for any newbie that may not have experienced a Vegas vacation before, I would highly recommend you consider getting yourself a hotel room downtown Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing how inexpensive even getting the quote-unquote suites at El Cortez are. Especially on a Sunday. Yeah. That's going to be your best day to get anything. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Just book it now. Get the suite. Thank me. You know, during the trip, I will take your free booze. This is going to be outstanding. So great, great first night, Mark. All right. So so that's Sunday the 26th. Oh, we don't don't fuck around. Starting off Monday, May 27th, 11 a.m., the speakeasy at the Mob Museum. We're going to blow your fucking minds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is so good. We're so excited about pulling that one off. And then 2 p.m., for those of you going to this, you might want to pace yourself at the speakeasy. Yeah. Because yeah. 2 p.m., 360 Whiskey Lounge at the Mirage. You will need to RSVP at Eventbrite for this one as well. It is brought to you by Vice Lounge Online and will be hosted by Chris and Julie Moore in a suite, oh. if I understand. Oh. Yes, it is. Yes. So can I, do you mind if I jump in here on a couple of comments or no. do you want to go through the rest of the No, go for it. And then let me, okay. So 
I had the wonderful opportunity to get to experience the speakeasy at the Mob Museum with Mark and Karen my first time ever. First of all, let me tell you something. If ever you're going to lose your uh, speakeasy cherry at the Mob Museum, you want to do it with Mark and Karen because they are <laughs> gentle. They will, they will, they will hold you. It was so cool. That trust me, no, no, trust me. Is... You, can, you can take a little more. It'll be okay. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, a little good. more. Little you gotta more. try You'll this one. Right. You gotta try Just, this one. You know what? Breathe deep. All right. <laughs> It'll be okay. Um, no, it was. It was. This speakeasy is absolutely unbelievably cool and i know what mark kind of sort of has in his head on, on what he thinks it's going to look like and it in any level of what he accomplishes is going to be so cool you will want to go to the speakeasy second of all thank you to chris and julie moore they actually reached out to me specifically and said we would very much like to return the favor chris has gone to a fair number of these uh, whiskey lounges in the past that we've done at these vegas uh, vacations and he said it's our turn to host let us upgrade and we will get a suite at the mirage so that we can ensure that a whiskey lounge can be held during vegas vacation eight so i i really just wanted to stop and and uh drunkenly guffaw over <laughs> not guffaw that's laughing hysterically I, I wanted to gush thank you i knew it was a g word <laughs> i told you i got your back tony i i we again listeners off mic i'm like karen you're gonna have to save me for <laughs> So this is a lot of fun. You're going to want to RSVP. Uh, Mark, help me out here. What did I tell you? Did we limit it to 15 people, I think? I think 12 or 15, something yeah, it, like that. It's a very small first come, first serve. And, and to let folks know, I'm contributing. Chris is contributing. Jay, I mean, people, if Mark's going to go, he's, I mean. Yeah, when they is, say 12 to 15, they don't, uh, we don't mean 12 to 15 plus Tony and Jason and Chris. Like, no, no, no. They have to RSVP too. Yeah. So you're already down from the jump. Because since, since it's brought to you by Vice Lounge Online and Chris and Julie, they're kind of going to be first in line. I don't on think Julie's going to be there, but Chris well, will. But yeah, I mean, definitely. Sure. So you, you already got Julie, three people. Julie might be babysitting. Right. <laughs> she, she's the official photographer. Yeah, <laughs> she is. She is. Yeah. So, all right, so, that, but I just wanted to, ex to really let folks know, because here's the other thing, for folks that have been to these before and will be back for the Memorial Day weekend, Vegas Vacation 8, they're going to be getting in line as soon as this opens up for the RSVP. Yep. So if you think, listener, you would want to do this, this is truly a first come, first serve, and we do not, and I'm being very clear, we do not let anybody add on, yep. meaning you can't come to us later on. Uh, we tell the participants, do not invite other people. Right. It, it will be sold out. Yep. yep. So, all right. Sorry. Thank you for letting me uh, interject. Sure, sure. 6.30, back by popular demand. Well, the 360 Vegas family meet and greet is always uh, uh, yeah. something that people look forward to. But it's going to be at Ellis Island, so there can once again be karaoke. <laughs> Mark's shaking his head. You guys can't see this. He kind of dropped his hand on the desk and just shook his head. <laughs> anyway, the 360 Vegas family meet and greet will be featuring Vases Dash Aces. Vases? Vases? <laughs> Aces. Shut up. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Vegas Dash Aces, the Vegas Club, Vegas Oonts, Vital Vegas, and you can bet on that. And then at 8 p.m., group gaming and more than likely more karaoke. It's probably actually the flip on that. It'll probably be 
more group gaming first. Yeah, the meet and greet, the group gaming, start and then the karaoke. Yeah, like I, think, eight. I think you're right. I'll probably have to update that. It'll be meet and greet first, and then karaoke. Yes, yes, that would. Because be once the karaoke sta- starts, it's just not going to stop. That would be far more accurately stated. <laughs> so there you go. That's Monday. Tuesday. 8 a.m. Once again, we have the 360 exercise experience with Raising Las Vegas. She did want me to clarify that this year there will be one mile and 5K options available. God bless her. (laughs) And then at 10 a.m., the 360 Vegas indulgence at the Canyon Ranch Spa at Venetian, also with at Raising Las Vegas. And then for the rest of us, 11 a.m., we're going to hang out at Monte Cristo at Caesars Palace. 3 p.m., Blue Ribbon Chicken at Bally's. I cannot (laughs) wait to share that with those of you who have not tried it yet. Then we're going to have, at 6 p.m., drinks at American at Link. That's the the beer place. Yeah. Outdoor-y. Outdoor-y? I don't know why I had to add that to it. And then at 8 p.m., we're going to do group gaming at the Flamingo and Cromwell. Boom, that's 360 Vegas Vacation 8th for you. Also... Patreon subscribers will have two weeks' worth of early access to RSVP events. So, there is a chance that we'll be sold out of places for the limo and actually more than likely the 360 Whiskey Lounge before it makes it to general release. But this is just one of the many perks that you get for supporting us via Patreon. And I know you obviously won't hear this until tomorrow, but any of you that pay very close attention... Patreon subscribers have already been informed. They already have the ability, and they have already started RSVPing. So. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them do pay very close attention, apparently, <laughs> because I started going, ooh, you got your first RSVP. And I'm like, oh, uh, all right. That was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I was just putting it up because I was like, well, I'll put this up, and then I'll tell people it's there. Nope, they know. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. This, listen, I I try not to fanboy out too hard for when you put together the Vegas vacations that happened to be Center Strip, but Mark, man, you said to me, and, and for listeners at home, this is super fun. I mean, just assume that it's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> Mark and I have had these notes, this tentative Vegas vacation agenda, put together roughly a year ago at this time and that's probably conservatively and we just overthink the shit out of it oh no see that's the fun part it's not that we overthink it it's that you and i are almost always on the exact same page (laughs) so you come up with a thirty thousand foot overview and you go all right so help me help me see some of the trees because i miss i I see the forest i don't see the trees right so i'll be like well how about x or y or z and sometimes you take x and y or sometimes you'll take X and Z. But the point is, is between the two of us, we come up with these really fun plans and you'll say to me, all right, Tony, what in this potential itinerary haven't you had an opportunity to experience yet? And I'll be like, well, I I, I haven't done this and I haven't done that. And you go, boom, that's what we're locking in for right. Vegas Vacation 8. I couldn't, it was, I, I know I'm gushing here, but when I say I couldn't have put together a better Vegas Vacation 8 itinerary if you'd have asked me to, but you did. <laughs> It's funny. So one of the things about doing this is that we're getting, it's getting, you know, now that this is the eighth one we've done, it's getting to the point where there are things that we almost can't not do at this point. Like you can't not do the limo ride anymore. And I think that's typical of 
just going to Vegas, right? The challenge with going to Vegas is you've done something in the past that's an absolute favorite thing and you want to do it again. But there's so many other new things. You're like, okay, but if I go do that, then I can't go do this thing that I know I love. And that, that's... Well, and, and you know me. Like, I can't... I don't like to feel stagnant. I don't like to feel like we're doing the same thing. So part of the challenge for me is, like, we got to do something... We got to do more than just one thing new and special. We got to figure out how to make this... If, if for my own amusement, it has to be a, a, something new and fresh and something that we're sharing with people. And I, I think this is a phenomenal mixture of that where we, we hit all the all the must haves. And then I'm like, oh, and then we're going to do this and this and this. So so, Tony, I have to um, I, I got to you know give you an opportunity to get whatever you had on your chest off of it. A couple of weeks ago in the Vegas chat, somebody was asking about, you know, so this is going to be you know, Bally's and further <laughs> north. And I said, yeah. And you're like, uh-uh-uh. I remember oh, no, that. You, you said center. You said north strip. And Tony said no. Bally, but Bally's and further north was what it said. Hmm. And I said, okay, look, I just, because I read it off to you word for word and said, Mark, this is what it's going to be, right? And you said, yes. And then Tony was like, oh, no, Karen, not true, not true. I'm like, okay, so, and you said, I'll, I'll remember this. Wait until we podcast. <laughs> okay. So, so bring it on. What's your beef? You know what, Karen? You don't remember, do you? I stand corrected. <laughs> Karen is right. Tony is wrong. <laughs> this is this is not the itinerary that that my drunk mind thought it was when I was <laughs> when I was giving you shit over Twitter. Okay. You are absolutely right. right. This is there is uh, there is nothing. I, I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, Tony. It's funny. No, I, no, yes, this, you deserve to give me this grief because I've earned it. Well, because you just jumped all over me. You're like, oh, oh no, nope, that's not oh, two. And I'm I like, did. excuse me? Yeah, it's funny. I'm confident you were wrong. <laughs> it's funny. I'll, I'll admit that uh, I, I this breaks one of my own rules, and it semi-bothers me, even though I'm sure it bothers no one, that technically when I do North Strip, I consider it to be Cromwell up to uh, Mirage, and we end up doing Blue Ribbon Chicken, which is Bally's, which is what I, I call center. But that's how good Blue Ribbon Chicken is. I'm like, I don't care. I'm breaking rules. Yeah, but it's not. It's just Fucking right across the street. I know. Yeah. All right. So thank you for, for putting this out there. You're absolutely right. I, I was wrong, Karen. And I have. <laughs> listen, when, there, when the itinerary is this freaking outstanding, I'm more than willing to admit when I am absolutely couldn't be more wrong. And, and I was. <laughs> so, so also, a quick reminder. Tony, Jason, Chris, you need to get your RSVPs in there. <laughs> yeah, if they're already doing it oh, now. Yeah. If we get locked out. <laughs> we'll, then, well, Chris will let everybody in the suite, and then we'll be like, all right, see you later. Shut the door and lock them out. <laughs> Come back in about two hours. Right. There's just cardboard cutouts of Jason and I there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't drink very much. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Duly noted. All right, Chris, you and me, buddy, we're gonna we're gonna get locked in tomorrow. <laughs> All right, this is interesting. Tell me about the Bond Barbershop update. Eater Vegas shared some new details planned for the concept replacing Bond Bar at Cosmopolitan. Barbershop cuts and cocktails will continue the trend of functional false fronts by placing the barbershop prominently in the front. Entrance into the bar will have people walk through what appears to be a janitor's door within the barbershop. Inside, the bar is said to not only have originated in Kentucky in the 1800s, but appeared in the movie The Greatest Showman, starring Hugh Jackman. 
Featured booze includes a barrel-aged whiskey program as well as craft beers. Entertainment will range from live bands, DJ, and karaoke on what is described as a, quote, now you see it, now you don't stage. I envision the stage version of a futon. <laughs> or a, a Murphy I, I bed. I has got one of those, like, uh, drop floors so when the karaoke is really <laughs> terrible. Forget having the wooden hook that just put right. them off the stage. Uh, right. That'd be great. Barbershop Cuts and Cocktails is expected to open in the spring of 2019. So I'm trying to envision how this is going to be laid out because right now, like, Bond has got all of those glass glass windows that just look out on the strip. And so how is, if the barbershop's going to be what you enter into and then this bar is going to be behind it. Maybe maybe the glass area will be where the barbershop is and then the bar's behind it. Yeah, but then the bar is, like, on the casino floor. I don't know. Be interesting to well, see. Assume that they're. Do you think they're removing the actual, like, video poker, the the the, the bar top video poker bar that's right there when you first come in on your left hand side? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, that's a good question. Because I mean, and maybe this is a tiny that? little bar. Maybe it's a tiny little speakeasy thing. That's what. Think well, about like the the purple donkey. Yeah, is like pretty the purple fucking donkey. Tiny. I mean, maybe it really is just that. They're like, yeah, we got a tiny little place that has this super special booze, and eight people can fit in there. Yeah, but if you're gonna have DJs and karaoke and live bands, you wouldn't have a live band if there's only eight people they're playing. Maybe for. the whole thing folds down. Maybe it's like a like a mobile home. Or, uh, <laughs> no, those new tiny houses that have multifunctional <laughs> spaces. The whole, everything like folds. Trailer in. Right. <laughs> everything folds into itself. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I agree with you because that space is large, but not that fucking large. Well, and again, just knowing how much of it is glass and visible from the strip, I don't think you'd want to close that off. But at the same time, I don't know that you'd want... I mean, I thought it was weird when there was going to be a barbershop and people were going to be watching you from the street getting a shave. That yeah. seemed weird to me. But now I'm like, okay, so can you see the bar? But then you walk in... So, well, actually, this would be kind of funny. So if you're out on the strip and you see this bar and people dancing and singing, you're like, hey, and you walk in and you see a barbershop, barbershop. you're like, where the, <laughs> where the fuck is the bar? Right. I swear to God, I just saw it. That would be fun. Next up, Win Genting settle out of court. Win and Genting have settled their trademark infringement suit that claimed the Resorts World exterior looked too much like the Win Resorts signature exterior aesthetic of brown glass with cream bands to intentionally confuse people into thinking it was a Win Resorts property. The two companies issued a joint statement saying the Genting team has been directed to make the design pivot that we've already seen them begin to make and has been showcasing the newest renderings that didn't resemble any that have ever been released to date. To highlight the similarity between the three properties, we went out and captured close-up pictures of them, then posted to social media and asked if you could tell the difference. Most of you got the order right. It was Encore, Resorts World, and Win. Regardless, I think everybody kind of got the point that they were remarkably similar to one another and easily mistakable. But one thing I think I was surprised about is that if you looked close, the Resort World glass was really dinged up, which I thought was odd considering it's newer than Encore and Wind. Yeah. And if an active, if active construction does that much wear and tear, what the fuck is the benefit of installing the glass? So they can start working on the interior without the elements interfering. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, but why? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, mean, I got to assume that's what the problem is. It's being proverbially sandblasted because of the desert sand. But I don't know. I mean, maybe, it, let me put it this way. 
do you think that when Encore have have suffered the same sort of wear and no, tear? That was up close. They're gorgeous. That was the screwy part about it. When I saw the three pictures, you know, obviously when an Encore have been cleaned. Yeah. And Resorts World has not. So pro- that's probably the difference because it's still a resort under construction. They haven't had the cleaning crews out there in the window guys. And maybe that's doing it. Maybe that maybe it's just I saw, like it's it's the mixture of how dirty it was, and then I found like a cracked glass or two, which would be residual damage based on you know Some, somebody from the Trump or not Trump Jesus somebody yeah. from the Win organization all pissed off throwing, throwing rocks. rocks at it. <laughs> you assholes! That's awesome. <laughs> all right, but there is still more Win legal shit going on. Yeah. So the Nevada Gaming Control Board published a complaint saying a former Wynn Resorts employee facilitated sexual relationships for Steve Wynn and that at least seven former executives with the company knew about it. It was clarified that current CEO Matt Maddox was not one of those executives. Wynn Resorts said all implicated are no longer with the company and they plan to settle the case with regulators as soon as repercussions are established. That is expected to be determined on February 28th and could include a fine and or a suspension or revocation of gaming license. Neither of the latter are going to happen. They're just going to get a big fine. I just, Listen, I get it takes time to do a proper investigation. I just, I can't fucking wait until this is over. I, I know what he did. I know it's fucked up I, or what he's alleged to do. Or what he's alleged to do, Jesus alleged Christ. Alleged to have done. But I just don't care. I just don't fucking... Just let the story be over. Just let it be over. I don't care to hear the fucking reruns. I just don't. So, okay. I I hear what you're saying, and I agree. It seems like every day there's something new coming out against this guy. But at the same time, if you were one of the people that were hurt or impacted by this... Update them. Okay. You don't have to do it on the news. I just... I I just... I, I can't. I just... I don't... I'm like, yes, fine. What are the repercussions? Do it, and then let's not talk about it anymore. It's fucking boring. It's boring. Okay. <laughs> In additional news, Christina Aguilera has a Vegas residency. Christina Aguilera will be Planet Hollywood's next resident headliner in Zappos Theater. The experience, or the X, because she's X-Tina. She's be X-Tina. Yeah. Will begin May 31st and currently is only scheduled for 16 days through October 5th. Jesus. I know, right? How is that a residency? <laughs> right. From May through October, and you're only doing 16 performances? Multiple returns? I don't know. The news was accidentally leaked when fans discovered the tour dates posted on Aguilera's website before the residency was officially announced. <laughs> Tickets for the show go on sale Saturday, February 2nd. So what it sounds like is her website left the genie out of the bottle. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Even- even I'm a little disgusted with myself. <laughs> we didn't know that was coming. I swear to God, that was both of our natural reactions. Yeah. That, yeah. I um. Be- because all of my pop culture knowledge capped right around 2004. <laughs> <laughs> she um is insanely talented. I don't think I'd be interested in seeing her. I would be more interested in seeing her than seeing Britney. I see Britney's a spectacle. She's uh, Oh, she's a train wreck. But that's the fun part. But I don't want to. At least I, Christina can sing and she can dance. I think what? it's what you're going for. I would go to a Britney Spears concert just to 
stare at her. I would go to a Christina Aguilera concert to listen to her. Yeah, because once so, she got I mean, the boobs, she regards, got gross. I, I give a little bit more. I mean, the talent is with Christina Aguilera, not with right. Britney Spears. True, lip-syncing. true, yeah. But yeah. I think that there's, even in 2019, I, I, I could stare at Britney Spears like it were still 2001. She's maintained her body pretty goddamn well, especially well, after being pregnant. Yeah, and Christina tends to go up and down and up and yeah. down, so you're never really sure which version you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> which, I mean... I, and the poor thing, she's a tiny little thing. So five right. pounds on her right, looks exactly. like twenty on another exactly. one. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not saying that there's. Any, I mean, it would be hard if you're in the public image and or, all the time, and you got to work on your image. I get that. I, I don't envy those fucking people. Like you see them all the time. Like like I look at. I can't remember who I saw the other day. I think it was um, Marissa Tomei. And I'm like, God damn, man, you've had to fucking stay in shape, like tight body, for forty fucking years, man. That's insane. Yeah, I don't think forty years. Well, not quite like forty, 20, but twenty years of her career. Yeah, well, same with Sandra Bullock. Right? Yeah, uh, just like wow, that's Halle Berry. Good for you guys. I mean, you you can start running down a list of people, yeah. but yeah. And then finally, the Hard Rock Neon returns. The Neon Museum has begun, has begun, has begun installation of the eighty-foot-tall Hard Rock Cafe guitar in the Neon Boneyard. For twenty-eight years. The sign was on display at the restaurant located on the corner of Harmon and Paradise Road in front of the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino until it closed in 2016. The sign was donated to the Neon Museum, and since then, they've been working to restore it, a project that cost $350,000 and funded by donations. I don't think it actually cost all that. I think that's what they were going for, because I don't, I don't believe they hit it, but they hit it enough to restore it. Yesco has finished restoration, and the sign currently in six pieces so it can be installed in the Neon Boneyard, is expected to be completed at the end of this week. While it will eventually be relit up, that isn't expected to happen until the first week of March. That sign is gigantic. and it is. I'm trying to figure out how it's going to fit in there. It's front and... I, I honestly feel it shouldn't be in the Boneyard. I feel like it should be outside of the Boneyard, maybe in the, in the, the frontal yard, because it's big and it's going to kind of dwarf... Everything, everything that's else. behind it. It's giant. I'm sure they've got a plan. The Neon Boneyard just needs more space. It's front and center. Yeah. Like well, yeah, I know, because we, we saw the um, we saw the, the, the base that they had right. installed. That's when you know they're going to bring in a new sign, because then you all of a sudden well, a new you see sign a base. that will be electric. Right, because yeah. you see a new base sitting there that they're getting ready to wire it all in and wire right, it all up. Right, I, I agree. I, I wish they could get a hold of the land that Siegel Suites is on. Oh, that God, that yeah. crappy Seagull Suites just wipe that fucking shit out and just and triple expand their, their shit space. Out of it. Oh, it'd be amazing. And I I thought I heard um, one of the last tours we were through there, which is why I think it's it's going to be interesting when this sign does get lit up. Because I thought I heard one of the tour guides say that at this point in town, time they're maxed out on their electric. They capacity. were. They are currently getting a uh, exemption. They're they're getting whatever it is. The city is working to get them more. Okay. So they can they can do more. Because it's, it's like a six plug extension. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. They're going to so take them a surge protector. That shitty seal suites. They're just going to run it from over there. Right. Target can solve this problem, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that would be really sad if they were out because there's so many other signs that they could assemble and put together that are in, in good condition. I mean, some of the older ones that are going to take a lot more money and work to restore is one thing, but there's so many that. You know, have been iconic and like Fitzgerald's. I mean, that one's not that old. I believe the city understands the value of 
that whole project and is being supportive however they can. And if that means rerouting the power grid or whatever it is that they need to do to make sure that these still, especially because as they continue to get them, they're functional clearly because they were working. Right. Why would you not relight these? So do whatever it is you need to do. I get it's in a concentrated area, but this is clearly a huge fucking thing for the city, for its history. This only gets better and better the more you allow. Yeah, but they've got to have the space. They've got to have the capacity to do it. I mean, and they can't. Yeah, they can't. It's not like they can force Seagull Suites out, but. Oh, I'm sure they can. They (laughs) can figure out a way. (laughs) It's got to be something. (laughs) Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, PropBets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, at 4 a.m. Sunday morning, firefighters rescued about 20 people who were stuck in an elevator for several hours at Dre's nightclub at Cromwell. All declined medical treatment. Okay. Because Tony assumes that they were handing out Plan B pills when everybody got (laughs) I was going to say, I have so many questions with this one. I was so disappointed. Yeah, that the article is a tiny story. I'm like, I'm like, one, several hours insinuates at least three hours. So, did nope. anyone have sex? Did anyone pass out? Go I to ass- the bathroom? I assume there was an established pee corner. There I must mean, be, because they were coming from the nightclub. <laughs> they the had nightclub. to have been drunk. Exactly. That's what I mean. There's, at 4 a.m. That story could was have been. Was there a vomit corner? Infinite. <laughs> So one corner was for fucking, one corner was for pissing, right. one was for vomiting, and the other one was for passing out. Yeah. And the passing and fucking corner might have been one and the same. But, it but is 20 so- people in that elevator, there is not a whole lot of room. No. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know. I was, I was disappointed, too, at how little they, they <laughs> spoke about it. Next up, Italy is no longer offering a locals discount, which really doesn't affect most of the listeners to the show, just... <laughs> you know what, though, I, w- I want to ask you this. So, minor discussion topic on, on Locals Discount. One, do you care if a place has a Locals Discount? Does it actually impact where you patronize a place? Does it encourage or discourage you? Well, wouldn't you guys be better suited to answer that? Or were well, you I was, asking I, Karen? Yeah, I was, I was asking. He was looking at me, sorry. There, there's a problem. There's what happens when... Three people podcast halfway across the country. Yeah, two of them are in the same room together and one is not. Um, If there were two similar type places, then yes, the one that offered the locals discount. If they were, you know, similar places, equal quality, maybe slightly different offerings, but kind of comparable, then the one that offered the discount would be my preference. Um, But I think I said on on Twitter that that just means I'm going to go 20% less. Right. So... I honestly feel like locals discount is not really that big of a thing. I think parking, paying for parking is massively more impactful than whether you have a locals discount. Because think about this. How many times have we talked about going downtown, but we don't have free parking downtown? So the only reason we'll go is if we have a few things to do. Whereas if, if we could like... I mean, the only reason we have free parking is because we've got, you know, the proper status at Total Rewards and MGM, so we basically get the park wherever we want. But downtown, we don't have anything like that. Right. So there are many times that we would just quickly run downtown to maybe fill up at Banger Brewery or Banger, Banger Brewing or grab a beer or just eat dinner downtown. Right. But unless we have at least two things to do, 
we won't do it. So downtown is significantly impacted from the money that we would spend because we have to pay for parking. Right. I mean, all the restaurants we've talked about going to, like, okay, yeah, but I don't really feel like doing anything else. So let's not go all the way down there and then pay for parking just to eat dinner and then come home. Whereas since we found a loophole to get free parking on the strip, that's not a problem anymore. I really think paid parking is way bigger of a, of a deterrent to locals than a discount. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, the other thing is it's, it is easier to get down to Fremont Street than it is to get to the Strip. Yeah. So, yes, it's free to park down there, but you have to be like, okay, gear myself up. I'm going to go down and fight this traffic and try to deal with all these crazies. Well, we've just I gone. Have never, I, I have to say this. Sorry. Right, this, I have to say this real quick. I have never appreciated the pedestrian barriers on Las Vegas Boulevard <laughs> more than I have since I've become a driver on Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> because every time I'm dealing with those assholes on a crosswalk, I swear to God, I'm going to just run them all over. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Side note. No way. No way. I, for anybody that's ever rented a car and stayed on the Strip, uh, like, and, and the worst part is, is I'm I'm on both sides of that fence. When I'm driving the car, I just want to plow those motherfuckers down. Right, exactly. And yet, when I'm the one that's crossing from like Flamingo to the uh, Cromwell, I'm like, no, no, you wait. I'm walking. You wait. <laughs> <laughs> because if you run me over, it's in a minimum vehicular homicide. So, I'll show you. Not if, I'll not show if you. they, not if they can. <laughs> I don't think improve your blood alcohol content was too high. They'd probably get off. Dude, he just jumped right out in front of me. I, I don't know what to right. tell you. I, did, I was doing my best, and he was just like, no. He had a death wish or something. I don't know. All right. We have a correction from last week's show. The all-day happy hour at Triple George does require you to sit at the bar. Okay. Well, so that was. this is not a matter of rubbing it in. This is more a matter of for folks that, like, Mark and Karen, who see the value of going and experiencing new to you opportunities, more times than not, the happy hours, at least in my experience, and, and, and Mark and Karen, this is where you guys should jump in and tell me when I'm wrong, because I don't live in Vegas, but it's <laughs> always been my experience to be able to take advantage of the happy hour opportunities. You usually have to sit at the bar, which is not a big deal, quite to the contrary. I think you get far more superior service when sitting at the bar versus oh, at, yeah. a, at a table. I mean, in our experience, it hasn't been that. That's why we made this mistake. Okay. okay. Huh. Well, I'm trying to think. I mean, every time we've gone with Alistair, it's been sitting at a table. Well, or it's a, it's a, like in the lounge or it's oh, at a table okay. in the bar. Okay, so maybe uh, okay, maybe that's the case. Maybe yeah. you have to, like, maybe not actually sitting at the bar, but in the bar area. Yeah, I think that that's usually where you that's can That's quite possible because we are always in the area. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Holmes announced that Cardi B <laughs> Cascade <laughs> Cyrillix and more will have residencies at their new day-slash-nightclub, the name of which was revealed to be Chaos. Chaos plans to open uh, this coming April. And for anybody that is a fan of Get Smart from the circa 1960s, it's K-A-O-S, which is exactly how Chaos was spelled on that television program. <laughs> I just I, I feel a little bad for you, Tony, that you got all those artist names that I'm sure you're looking at going... Okay, and it's Skrillex, not Cascade. Okay, yeah, and Cascade. <laughs> it's it's a good try. It's fine. You did a great I, job. 
I'm going to go ahead and blame the uh, Jefferson's Grand Selection bourbon we can that, that Mark yeah. plied me with. It Fair has enough. nothing to do with what you said earlier that your pop culture knowledge ended right. in, what, 2004? Is that what she said? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. It's being reported that Flava Flav... I'm sorry. It's being reported by Flava Flav that a one-man show featuring himself is in the works with Plaza. It's unclear if, quote, in the works is code for, I want to do one if anyone is interested, unquote. That's right. I don't understand what a one-man show of him would be. If, uh, what fucking what's-his-name has a show? Rob Lowe? That's a one-man show? No, 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 no. Rob Lowe would, no, no. Rob Lowe would have fucking stories. Flava Flav, I, I, don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't know. Well, he's crazy. I guess. Wynn Resorts was once again the highest-ranking casino resort on Fortune Magazine's 2019 World's Most Admired Companies. That is why they won't change the name of the company in the wake of the sexual allegations. Yep. Vital Vegas is reporting that a small crane was spotted at the Fontainebleau site. We've elected to not refer to it as the Drew until they actually show that they intend to finish the project. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a tiny crane. I, I, I like to think somebody just lost something and they needed a crane to go get it. <laughs> or it's it's part of that new attraction. What is it where you can get on like the Dig heavy it? duty yeah. construction equipment <laughs> right. and knock stuff down? They're, they're expanding. That's what it they is. They snuck one on the property. It's okay, we're going to sneak people in. Oh, or, or no, no. Someone just went rogue with it. <laughs> It's a local going, I'm sick and tired of looking at this right. fucking eyesore. Some guy got drunk. He's like going, I'm going I'm to fix this whole strip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody from Alabama moved here. Is that I what you're saying? And sorry for anybody from Alabama that was listening. No, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're in Alabama. <laughs> 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 sorry. <laughs> trying to okay maybe i offended somebody and you're just like no nope. like, oh make sure we did <laughs> you know you know what the best way to offend somebody apologize to them <laughs> for who they are especially on this fucking show <laughs> oh that was awesome okay. all right <laughs> here we go all right tony spilatro's former home in las vegas was sold a week after it was listed for sale the asking price for the single story four bedroom two rent Two batch ranch style home. I assume bath is where I was going. I guess so. Two two bath ranch style home, built in. I'm gonna guess that's 1974, <laughs> not 1074. I said I'm on a lot of muscle relaxers. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that house looks really good. right for its age. For 1074, hell yes. It's more than a thousand years old. That sucker's work. I didn't know they had seal back then to right. reinforce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so it was a. Uh, it was asked. The asking price was four hundred and nineteen thousand. What it sold for was not disclosed. Unlike Lefty's home, it has not been preserved to look like it did while the ant lived in it. Yeah, that was his nickname, the ant. The ant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh God! Oh, that's what he was called, Tony the Ant Splatter. I've never heard that before because I've never seen the movie. Nope, I haven't. So I say that with pride. No, you shouldn't. I do. Bradley Cooper joined Lady Gaga on stage at Park Theater to perform their duet featured in the movie A Star is Born for the first time ever. Seriously, is Bradley Cooper the coolest guy ever? I mean, clearly he's attractive no, no. and yet not a fucking douchebag. He's kind of a guy like, oh, I totally want to hang out with that guy. No, the coolest guy ever is Ryan Reynolds. 
but Bradley Cooper's uh, all right, a close that's, second. That's, that's fair. I can't really argue with that. <laughs> I would totally hang out with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I just like, Tony's like pausing in. Cool. <laughs> there you going. That's why I started laughing. <laughs> Vegas is reporting that despite earlier reports that it was planned to be removed, SLS currently has no plans to close Clio at the property. He also reported that the name will in fact be changed to Grand Sahara at some point in the future. Now, to be clear, are we talking about Clio's is going to be renamed to Grand Sahara no. or SLS? <laughs> no, SLS. Got it. Okay. Now, Vital Vegas is reporting that uh, Katsuya will be closed as previously reported, so the high limit area can be moved into that particular space. There you go, Karen. You only have one more thing that you need to focus to get to. To get to before it closes. Cleo won't be going. Okay, I'll have to get on that. Director Zack Snyder's next movie, Army of the Dead, will be set and filmed in Las Vegas. No word when the Netflix original film will begin filming, but the need for extras is expected. Ooh, that's something I could do while I'm not currently Hell gainfully yeah. employed. Yeah. Dress me up like a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the pedestrian walkways plan for Las Vegas Boulevard is actually a collection of four, connecting the four-way stop of Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard. Don't get too excited because the estimated $27.5 million project isn't expected to begin until July of 2022 with a January of 2024 completion date. Now, wait a minute. I'm My mind's eye is picturing Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard. So essentially, there's nothing on one corner. There's the world's largest uh, <laughs> tour, uh, tourist spot yep. on another corner. There's nothing kitty corner from, from where I'm standing where there's nothing currently. There and is. There's a Walgreens. There's a Walgreens that went in, oh, or CVS. Oh, forgive me. So there's mm. proverbially nothing kitty corner from where I'm standing. And then I've got <laughs> SLS soon to be the Grand Sahara across the street. That's a that's a $27.5 million project that's going to take four years. Excuse me. Well, two. Uh, once three they years to start. start and then two years to do it, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I, I'm so, kind of with you. I don't know if maybe they think something. I, I know they're planning on putting that little archway, but that's not going to fucking draw a shit ton of people. No. I, like, I've, I thought, like, the crosswalk by Circus Circus is way fucking more. But if you think about the width, like the number of lanes. So Las Vegas Boulevard is still, what, it three lanes and yeah, a turn lane, but huge. Sahara there. So so driving that and trying to get through that intersection when there are people trying to walk is a fucking disaster. Yeah. So I think that they're probably looking at all the major intersections where there's high traffic and where, you know, some idiot people might be. And maybe they're hoping that, you know, more development's going to happen down yeah. there and clean it up and there will be more traffic by 2022. But I, I do know that intersection. Maybe, maybe is, the, the delay is they're like, we might bail on this. We're going to wait a few years. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it out there and see what happens. But no, I, I mean, that intersection, I think if, if you look big. at the busy ones along um, Las Vegas, yeah, Vegas Boulevard. Yeah, and Tropicana. It's and, probably yeah. one of the busiest that doesn't have a walkway I already. Yeah, so. I agree. Hey, Vegas, if you want to pay me 10%. For the low, low price of $2.75 million a year, I will stand out there and act as a crossing guard. <laughs> Just putting it out there, Vegas. Putting it out there. All right. So during the recent Wynn Resorts earning call, the timeline for Wynn West was still not clarified except to say that, well, 
it will be soon. <laughs> now, CEO Matt Maddox said it will take years to design before construction can begin and that more retail casinos and rooms just isn't going to be able to cut it. But also, the golf course is expected to reopen in February of 2020, at least approximately. So obviously, and Another we've talked year? about this on the show before, know, right? that golf course makes a buttload of money. I can't believe it's going to take that much. Another that, year? Yeah. They only ripped up one little corner of right? it. Right? It's not the same. But maybe maybe it's because they have to redesign the whole thing. If you cut out X amount of holes, you now need to reconfigure it so you have 18 holes still. Yeah, that, that just seems crazy. And also, you know, when the, the CEO says it's going to take years to design... Didn't they have a design when they announced it? They did. It sounds like they're completely bailing on the entire concept because I thought it was inspired in the sense that it wouldn't be anywhere near as expensive. It would basically just be a boarding room for all the club kids. Um, you would have more club shit over there. Right. Like, it, it's, I, so I for the, the fancy rich adults that wanted to hang out, you'd exactly. have to win an encore. To me, I thought it was brilliant. For because all the, that's the spoiled the, little bratty douches, yeah. they'd be at win That's been the complaint that they've had all along. Like, listen, we know how to do fucking clubs. You know, so what we'll do, because they said they were going to have a bridge yeah. that connected them. I'm like, it's perfect. You put all the fuck, you, you put more clubs and pools and shit over on, on over at Win West and you put them up in those rooms. So it just sounds like they're completely changing. And then, and then connect it over to Encore Beach Club so they can still get to that shit. But then they don't need to go into, the, I, I thought it was a brilliant, inspired idea. I agree with you. I think they completely abandoned this concept. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with that land. Hmm. The stupid idea to change the name of their rewards program from Total Rewards to Caesars Rewards happened today, February 1st. Yep. Fingers crossed this is a quad-like situation and they rename it here. I, I don't know. You know, thanks to you, Mark, I, I should give you a quick shout-out. You, uh, and it's been probably mm, three or four months now, but you made a recommendation or, or maybe the the pick something. Let me just cut to the straight, uh, cut to the chase. You recommended a particular book that had to do with the uh, history of Harrah's. Yeah, yeah. And so I ordered the book, and I've been reading it. And, you know, they've put particularly, and I know this because of the book, they put a ton of time and marketing and thought into creating the total rewards name and, and what that really means. Yep. It's fascinating to me that after all of that time and money to brand total rewards to be what it is, that they would completely jettison that to absorb and, and bring on this whole concept of you know, Caesar's rewards. And I have to assume that they must think that the Caesar's name, particularly Caesar's palace is so uh, um, powerful, so influential that people would much rather be a part, quote unquote, be a part of the Caesar's reward than to be a part of total rewards. But I just, for me personally, as an individual who is a gambler, I don't know that if I got, if I signed up for a Caesar's reward card at Caesar's palace, I don't know that I would inherently think that I could use that card at uh, Harris Joliet yeah. or Horseshoe Hammond or you, you, you get my drift, right? Like it's just yeah. I I'm, I can't wait to see what happens with this actual reward program name. Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree with you. <laughs> Mabel's Barbecue at Palms has a super secret supper club within it named Sarah's after Simon's business like partner's it. mother. I love it. I love it. So super secret supper club <laughs> named Sarah's at Simon's <laughs> business. I didn't realize 
it when I was writing it. It is featuring French American dishes. It's open Wednesday through Sunday, 5.30 to 11. I don't exactly know how that whole thing works. I, didn't I don't see- know, but I'm so excited now. Oh, fucking, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn it. Okay, so so we've talked about... I was about- mocking this, and you're like, I'm so excited. Like, oh, I am so it. excited. <laughs> I am so excited. Well, so we've, we talked about... I'm, ex- I'm I'm interested to go to Michael Simon's barbecue restaurant because I think he's got a good reputation for barbecue. But yeah. after living in Memphis, any other and and spending a lot of time in Kansas City in my last job, I, I, I'm hesitant to go to barbecue joints because you just I, I don't know that it's going to be as good as what I'm used to. But the fact that he also has now this French American blended supper club in there, I think is going to be super fun, and it's more food of his, just different. A different style, so I'm excited. That's why I'm excited about it. <laughs> Have you not noticed that I'm a little bit of a food geek? Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> SLS has a new show called Esther Goldberg's Totally Outrageous Brunch. Beginning February 23rd and running through March, it will have two shows a day on Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Per the advertisement. This person apparently does impressions and features language some might find offensive, as well as no political correctness policy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the the advertisement looked wacky and annoying. Like it may be funny, but it just looked. You know what? You know what it was. The main character that they showed that the whoever the person was. That, there were two very identifiable. One was it was an old lady. And I'm like, ugh, so fucking... Hence, hence Esther Goldberg. Fucking Medea, fucking Mama's Family. Like, we get it. We get the old lady grouch. We get the thing. We get it. And the other one was Trump. And I'm like, ugh, Jesus Christ. Trump? Like, I have no fucking interest in okay, this well, stupid yeah, show. That, that kind of, yeah. You know what my worry about this might be is if anybody ever had the opportunity to check out when Betty White hosted SNL. Yes. Might... The jokes that they went for were they they thought wouldn't it be funny to make a woman who was at the time 88, 89, 90 years old mm-hmm. make really crude jokes like like there's one particular segment where she's on that uh, proverbial NPR uh, the, the segment oh, right <laughs> and, and she's talking about you know her muffin yeah her, her dusty, dusty muffin, muffin. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I just I feel like they're taking somebody who's way too old to be making this sort. Of, well, See, I mean, and, and I disagree because Betty White. That, that's the really? thing. If you go back and look at Betty White's earlier stuff, she was an edgy comedian for a long time. She was pushing the boundaries and I mean, playing it in even that ditzy way that she had. But no, because I I, I, I I understand. I saw but, that. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw that episode too. I thought she was hilarious, and the whole it, dusty muffin to me, like, harkened back to the sweaty balls that they did with Alex Baldwin and it, or Alec Baldwin. To me, that seems like it's a cheap joke. It's 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 an easy joke. You're you're making somebody proverbially or damn near 90 years old making jokes about her muffin, and she, her muffin hasn't had a cherry in it in decades. And it's just, <laughs> like, that's just, <laughs> See, even you saying it makes right. me laugh. I think it's you're not making your case. <laughs> Jen, nobody's asking you. See, you she agrees. I know, right? Everyone is like, what are you talking Everybody about? Everybody but Tony thinks it's, it's funny. Even Jen agrees. I'm just saying, my, my Betty White's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jen. But 
part of it was just her delivery. She was so. I, know. I mean, she can hold it so well. She's body. Exactly. <laughs> yes, Jen knows. You're right, Jen. We all support just you. Because she knows a 1920s term. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, please. All right, listen. That's gonna do it for news and prop bets. Let's move into coming attractions. Coming attractions, coming attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up is the Blue Oyster Cult. They'll be performing at the Golden Nugget Friday, February 15th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $49. The Fabulous Thunderbirds are performing at the Golden Nugget on Friday, February 22nd. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $39. And The Roots are performing at the Joint at Hard Rock, Friday, February 22nd. Show starts at 8.30 p.m. Tickets start at $39. Can I add, okay, this is kind of a little note, and I don't know if you saw it or whatever, but I just saw that Jeff Dunham, who is one of my favorite comedians, is added a show in Vegas, and I was super excited until I saw that the show was at the Joint at the Hard Rock. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go to the Joint at the Hard Rock to see him. Come on. Oh, my God. It's just, I forgot I, to even mention that this week, so I... I I know people. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I had the opportunity from a, a friend of mine who was working at the AVN Awards at uh, Hard Rock and got Does everybody some, know what AVN stands for? It's the Adult Video Network Awards. There you go. It's like the, the Oscars of porn, apparently. So anyway, I, I had the opportunity to, which is one of my favorite things in Vegas, to see shit that the rest of the world can't see. All kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. And... Uh, one of the things I got to do was stand on the stage at the joint at Hard Rock. I got to see all the all, all the green rooms. I got to I got to even go on top of the stage where all the lighting rigs are. I got to fucking see all that shit. It blew my mind. There's just there's just something about the Hard Rock that I don't. It, I just respect it, the venue. I respect the venue. I get okay. what you're saying. I respect the venue. I, it's just the whole Hard Rock. The whole you know. Druggy, douchey, you know, pool uh, shit happen. Like, it just there's yeah, so many yeah. ucky things about the property and the name. It just it the whole hard rock thing just inspires. Re- I, I, th- I think rehab put a, a a cloak of gross over that place. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I just and I I mean we've been. I think I've been in that casino maybe twice. It's a nice casino. Since they did the major expansion, it's a nice casino. Okay, well, I haven't been in there since they did that. I just There's just something I don't you like have, about actually. it. Okay, well, obviously I wasn't very impressed. <laughs> so it just, I don't know. There's just a whole thing when I when I heard you. I'm like, oh, he's coming to Vegas. And I'm like, oh, he's going to the Hard Rock. He's going to the Hard Rock. <laughs> I might catch something. Yeah. You know what? Getting to see the silver spoon in your mouth, Karen. <laughs> just right it actually blinds me hey hey so. i i earned that silver spoon and i will take it out and use it whenever i decide i want to all right this is not, she was not to born me. with it she acquired it exactly i was like you know what i never had one of these growing up god damn it i want it well don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog let's check the river 
All right, so we've got some 360 FHE. This is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Vegas and share that experience with you. This week, it sounds like, now, Mark, did you and Karen get to experience Carson's Kitchen or was this just a, was this a Karen experience? No, so we try to share, I'll make it clear when, <laughs> when it's just Karen, <laughs> especially in the show notes, because it'll just be like, Karen did something. Oh, Karen, <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, so Karen and I went out and, and... We do have a list of restaurants that Mark has kind of viewed the website and the menus and said, okay, I, I, I would try that. I would do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, so there we are have a list. things that I want to try. Like, I think this is a great example yeah. of how I do want to try things. I just need to be aware of what's on the menu and go in there and be like, okay, so I want this thing, but you got to take that off of it because there's no way I'm going to eat it if you do that. Right. So Carson's Kitchen is a perfect example of that. For any of you unaware, Carson's Kitchen is a block south of Fremont Street. And if it's sunny out, it will most likely look like it's closed. Yeah, we, we thought it was, I thought it was closed. Yeah. We drove by. They, they pull the, uh, the, the blinds down and they don't have like an open sign or anything. It looks like it's closed. It's open. Just, just go. <laughs> just go to the door. You're fine. What we had and enjoyed... So, so we went, um, it was kind yes, of middle context, of the day. Yeah, so it was kind of the middle of the day. We we eat dinner at a weird time anyway because, again, Mark gets up at the ass crack of dawn or way before the ass crack of dawn and then normally works until 3. So usually 3, 30, 4 o'clock is when we eat dinner. Yeah. So this was kind of the same thing. It might have been about 3 o'clock, 3.30 or so when we headed down there. Um, and they had their full menu, but we ended up, because I actually worked that morning, so I ate when I came home. So I wasn't super hungry by the time we went, which I was kind of pissed off at you for. But uh, my fault. we did. Well, it was. Let's see how it is. Right. Well, normally I had at least another hour, and you're like, "Oh, let's go eat at 2:30." I'm like, "Yeah, no." That's oh, not. that's right. We did go at 2:30. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Right. Um, so anyway, we went, and they have a so everything on their menu is a la carte, and they have a small plates menu, which are meant to be things you could share. So we kind of ate off that small plate menu. Um, and I do have pictures if you want to put them up for I everybody. Don't. No? I don't really. <laughs> Unless you want to put them on uh, Flickr or something, I can show you how to do that. Uh, but what we had were the crispy chicken skins with smoked honey. We had the devil's eggs with crispy pancetta and caviar. I actually liked caviar. I didn't like the deviled eggs. I liked the caviar. I love oh, the deviled awesome. eggs. They yeah. were so good. I love it. I like the $100 aspect. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's nervous. That bullshit that it was underneath. I didn't know what he was going to think. And he was like, it's got caviar? And I was like, yeah. He goes, I've never had caviar. I'm like, okay. And here I am thinking, he's not going to like it. Well, I just tried it straight up, too. He I did. He took a little caviar and tried some and, of and it. And ate it. And he liked it. So I was but like, I just Ooh. thought there was too much of whatever that shit is that's in a devil. I just thought there was too much of it. Okay. All right. um, hey, I respect that. Listen, you, my boy's not white trash. <laughs> boy is not white trash. We also had, or I had, the Euro tacos with feta cheese and the killer shrimp with ricotta. What was that, ricotta? Uh, I think so. Well, I think I think it's supposed to be ricotta. That is not how it's spelled. It's not no, ricotta. No, no, that's, no. That's, no. I like that you typed it out how you, it sounds phonetic. No, 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 no. no. That's, that's exactly that's what was how on it's the spelled. menu. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. So it's not ricotta. Ricotto and <laughs> aji amarillo pepper cream. Basically, they're like tempura really shrimp with a spicy cream sauce. It was really good. Like if you've been, where's that restaurant that has like bang bang shrimp and that kind of stuff? I don't know, I don't know if you've heard of that, Tony. It, it's bang, kind bang of along shrimp. that line. Huh? Come here. I got some bang bang <laughs> for somebody. The Euro tacos so I stand, were I stand amazing. corrected. I apologize. 
I I am totally wrong. Ricotto, R-O-C-O-T-O, it's a pepper. Right. Uh, okay. Which I did not I did not think that's where you were going with it. So <laughs> I thought you're I thought you had totally misspelled and mangled the word ricotta. No. Like ricotta Trust me, there was so no no Sorry. ricotta in, in that no. shrimp. It it literally was like a very lightly tempered shrimp with a creamy spicy pepper sauce yeah. on top. It was it was really good. The Euro tacos were fucking amazing. I loved those. Those were so good. I loved the deviled eggs. Mark didn't. Yeah. The crispy chicken skins were really good, but there were too much for two people. There, there were too many of them, and uh, like I found as we were eating more of it, like as you were getting halfway through, like, is there anything like you had the smoked honey that you could dip them in, which would radically change the flavor. Right. And I was almost like halfway through it. I'm like, is there like buffalo sauce or like a like a Mark, spice I can put on them? Mark was looking for some Uncle Tony's to put on it. Which yeah, because actually, it was. Does Tony know what Uncle Tony's is? It's just a Cajun spice. Yeah. It's it's a it's a little green canister you can get with a little guy on it. That's it's a Cajun seasoning, but everybody in New Orleans calls it Uncle Tony's. It's really good. Because because it says Uncle Tony's. No, it doesn't. It says Tony whatever the last oh. name is. It doesn't say. Uncle, <laughs> I didn't know that. Everybody calls it Uncle Tony's. <laughs> because it burns when they swallow. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, all of it, I think we would recommend. I mean, the crispy chicken skins, I think, would be best if you got more than two people, only because I felt like like it, it just got, it it just got to be too much. Well, and it's, I mean, it's fried chicken skin, so it's it's heavy, um, but, I mean, it's delicious. They're yeah, lightly really salted. Good. And, it, yeah. I mean, honestly, it was just, if you gave us a third of that, oh, it we'd, have great yeah. it. we'd have been raving about it. We'd have been raving. I was surpri- I didn't know what you were going to think about it, so I was surprised that you liked it. I always hearken back to Cartman eating just the chicken skins off of the Kentucky uh, Fried Chicken. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Carson's Kitchen, we we recommend. And, and I do want to go back again because, like I said, when I actually have more of an appetite. Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of things on the menu that I want to try. Yeah, um, I would totally go back. And it's a really cool, funky, industrial space. I couldn't agree with you more. We, we were talking about that where we were there. It's a it's an awesome place. They've got like a, a upstairs, like second floor outdoor balcony yep. patio thing as well as a, a yeah, courtyard Yeah, I want to go outside, when it's hot so. so we can do that. Yeah, so it's really cool, and it's a block off of the from the Fremont Street Experience walkable, Parking Garage, so it's walkable. it's right there. Yep. Um, That's yeah, great. it's a it's a cool, funky little restaurant. That's cool. Yeah, awesome. Now, this is this is really cool, Karen, <laughs> and and I am not nearly the foodie that you are, but my wife most definitely is. We have watched this fellow yeah. many many times on the Food Network. You had the opportunity to meet. Morimoto. I, so I think I, I teased it on Twitter and maybe on Facebook too that he was doing a pop up, right? So he's got um, he has his Morimoto restaurant here. He has two ramen restaurants, one in New York and one in Hawaii. And he was doing a pop up ramen at his Morimoto restaurant here in at the MGM. lounge at MGM, right in the lounge. Uh, and it was four days only. It was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I made the joke that I was going to be there every day, which Again, the whole, and it was funny because I think it was on Thursday that I was going to go down and I'm just like, oh, I got to park down there and fight the traffic. And I'm like, go. It's four days. You know you want to go. Like, I really this, don't understand your complaints about parking. In, I in just, I, I, I don't like it. But so, and you have to understand. So Mark, I've joked before that I am a chef fangirl, right? I love watching all the cooking shows. 
I've had a chance to meet a couple of chefs who have all been really nice. Um, it, it just, you know, these people, to be clear, I love to cook. I can't necessarily create what the, these people make stuff up and run restaurants yeah. and they have a whole concept. They think differently about food. I just love to eat and I love to cook. So I've, you know, geeked out over a couple of them, but, and Mark, I don't think realized this. Morimoto was like my all time end all be all. I have been watching this man since he was on the original Iron Chef Network back in the early 90s. And he's always, you know, carried himself with grace. He's always seemed really nice. He's always been funny. He's got a sense of humor about his food. And actually, the first time we went to his restaurant here, well, the only other time I've been to the restaurant, the waiters basically said, Morimoto has one rule about food, and that is there is no rules. So he's always kind of, so he's like my, like, this is like the end-all, be-all, like peak of the mountain kind of person. So... I go down and uh, I go to the restaurant and just say, hey, I heard you guys are doing the ramen thing. She says, yeah. And I said, it's just me. Can I sit at the bar? She's like, sure. So I go in and have a seat. Bartender was really nice. I told him I've never actually had like real ramen before. Anything that other than comes out of the little you know packet, which isn't really stuff. So I was right. excited about it. And I asked him which one I should got. So I got the... Which the, one you should got? Yeah. <laughs> which one I should got? I assume she was having some Jefferson Grand Reserve bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not now. I did have a glass of white wine because I didn't think red would go too well with the bar. Are you kidding me? I just want to... <laughs> I, I love you to pieces, but you're like, I, I had a glass of wine. <laughs> I don't remember what I did, what I said 30 seconds ago on this podcast. And you're like, no. I had and a glass of wine. I had a glass of wine. Anyway, please continue. Well, no, so I asked the bartender, and I got the new Tokyo chicken ramen. And I really wish I had gone back another day because they had some appetizers and small plates that looked phenomenal. Wait, but but knew, yeah, but is that only for the pop-up? Yes. Oh, all right. Wait yeah, so I don't think this is the full menu that he has at his other ramen uh, restaurants, but I think it was bits and pieces of it that he was bringing here to try to see how it went, right? Yeah. So I'm, and I even asked the bartender when the, the ramen comes out, because it's this massive bowl of noodles, and there's like a half an egg, and there's all this stuff on here, and I'm like, how do you eat this? And he's like, just dive in. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I literally had like the chopsticks in my right hand because I can't do chopsticks with my left. And I had the spoon with my left and I'm like slurping noodles and drinking broth. Like it all like two, <laughs> two hand in this thing. Oh, I didn't think about that. It's, there's broth and chopsticks don't really no, they, take care of that. You, you can't. So instead of like setting the chopstick down and picking the spoon up, I'm like, all right, we're spooning it left hand and chopsticks in the right hand. That's clever. So, I mean, it was delicious. It was way too much food, but it was really good. Um, so I get done. And I actually brought some home because I had leftovers. I'm like, can I take this home? And he's like, oh, yeah, I got a leftover box. I'm like, all right, cool. So we get done. And I get up to leave. And I turn around and literally standing right in the middle of the lounge and the doorway to the restaurant in a pair of shorts and a shirt with a blue blazer is this little Asian guy with his hair pulled back in a ponytail. And now I've seen him on TV even recently. And he looks like he's getting older. He, he doesn't look old. Because <laughs> I'm looking at him going, that is too young to be more remote. There's no way. And I'm like, holy shit, that's him. That's got to be him. Nobody else looks like that. My brain went, like, ballistic. And Mark knows. I've, you know, met other people before that I've, like, when we met Jonathan Davis of Corn. I could not speak. I was kind of in that moment. So I'm like, holy shit, that's him. I can't bother him. I'm not going to do this. And I start walking out of the restaurant. And I'm like, I almost had that 
like the kid from a Christmas story when they get him off Santa's lap and he starts going down. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, wake up, Knock stupid. Wake up. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I got to do this. So I, I kind of grab my phone and I walk over and I say, excuse me. And he looks at me and I said, are you Chef Morimoto? And he says, no. <laughs> and I'm like, you really look like him. And he says, oh, no, Chef Morimoto over here. And they have the sculpture that's that red and white striped candy, like candy cane. Candy cane, yeah. And he's like, that's him. I'm like, can I get a picture? He's like, oh, sure, sure. And he, so we, we turn around and get ready. He goes, oh, wait, move up closer, better light. Like, so he moved us into better light so we could take the picture. I don't even give a shit that I have the double chin and I'm grinning like an idiot in the picture. <laughs> he was so nice and he was funny and he was sweet. And I, I'm just like, okay, all right, that's it. I've reached the peak of the mountaintop. I, the only better thing would be to sit down and actually have a dinner with him that he cooked myself. She, so. was, she was literally in tears as she was retelling the story. She was so happy when she got home. Uh, Are you confident it, it was actually him? It was him? Yeah, well, yeah, it was definitely him. No, it was, no, it was him. Oh, oh my God, yeah. yes, it ever, was him. Did he ever actually admit to him being him? No, it was it was a joke because there was a candy cane Morimoto that looks exactly like the guy that she was looking at. No, it, it's, it was him, Tony. I'm skeptical, man. To ruin the story, you you can be that way. But that no, that goes into if you've ever watched him, he's funny. He's got a sense of humor. Uh, lately, like not when he was younger, he was very rigid and everything else. But you know, you watch him on stuff now. He's he's a funny guy, and that's what I was like. Are you more emotive? He's like, no. I'm like, but you kind of look like him, <laughs> or you really look like him. Whatever I said, but yes, I just I completely geeked out, and I, I'm he's still an absolute favorite, and you know. Nobody else probably cared nearly as much as I did, but I, I, I literally was like, holy shit, that to just me, happened. To me, it was another one of those moments where I was like, I'm so happy that we moved here for, like, like I knew you liked Vegas, but never, like, I, I love the city in ways that I still can't fully articulate. I, I So much that I've dedicated my life to reporting on its history. But, I, like, I knew you liked cooking, and I knew you watched these shows all the time, but it never <laughs> it never occurred to me that, that, like, I just assumed you thought Tom Colicchio was hot and the guy could cook at the same time. Well, but, both of those are true statements. But, like, Morimoto is just, like, like you, the fact that you did a Jonathan Davis to, to Morimoto, I'm like, holy fuck, this really means a lot to you. Like, this is, now I'm super happy because... We live in a place where this shit can fucking happen all the time. Yeah. All the time. And you get to be a part of that. Like, I I know all the amazing things I get to be a part of. And now I'm like, this is fucking amazing that she gets to do something that I can't even fully wrap my head around until that moment where I'm like, holy shit, yes, go to those things. Go. <laughs> all of them. Have fun. Yes. No, it, it was really cool. I said it's, I am, I love food and I love to cook. I love it when other people cook really good food for me, and especially when it's somebody that you know you've been watching for so long. It just—it was a really cool experience. So yeah. I'm sure he has no idea who I am, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> oh no, he's listening to the podcast yeah. right now. Going, oh no, Karen, it was as good for you as I know. And Morimoto is gonna gonna leave us a voice message next week telling you, yes, Tony, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen, I think that probably should do it for episode number 290. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog. It's 360vegaspodcast.com. 
You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. Support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates like amazon.com, earthlimos, or just make a PayPal donation. You can buy merchandise from our store. It's zazzle.com slash 360vegas. Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us. We're over on iTunes. But if you'd like to send us some feedback, whether it's written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. But if you're not quite sure how to record audio with your smartphone and, hmm, and, 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 and not, you know, your have a seizure, I'm not <laughs> stroking out while I'm reading that. Do, do you want me to help, Tony? I'm here if you need it me. Could also, it could also be your smartphone as well. But, you know, you, you, pick, you pick whatever apparatus you, you want. You do you. <laughs> the email, if you want to email it to the show, we do have instructions on how to do that as well. It's over on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I am at Karen Mark. He just told you where you can find me. So until next time. Yeah.